we had a slightly delayed start due to technical difficulties here at the Blood on the Microphone studios. I'm Bill Schmo- uh, Preston Schmalfelt. And I am Diane Preston Schmalfelt. This is Blood on the Microphone, and this is supposed to be a comedy show. Uh, but sometimes events sort of sneak up on you and change what you intended to do. If you're following the news right now, you know that there's been some sort of attack in London tonight. They don't know, they're not calling it a terrorist attack yet, but it has all the bellwethers of a terrorist attack. It's in three separate locations. And you can likely hear the television in the background. We're going to leave that television on for the duration of the show. And we are going to do our best to entertain you tonight, to make you laugh, not to make you forget what a dangerous world this is, but to remind you that if we give up laughing, then this sounds so cliche to say, but the terrorists win. Exactly. If you, you know, if you let them win, they get what they want. And then they keep doing it. We're not going to cower in the face of terror. We ask, you know, God to bless our British cousins, to look over them, to help them deal with their pain, and rule Britannia.
quiet, please. For far too long, progressives have been timid in the face of right-wing thuggery. Sit still or I'll have to shoot you. I want you to meet my wife. Now, from their studio in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where sweet tea and right-wing politics rule the day, two progressive voices speak truth to power. Uh, can you think of anything to talk about tonight? No. Nothing? Nope. Me neither. Oh. They'll think of something, and it will be brilliant. It will be intelligent, progressive, and funny. Donald Trump is a great big poopy head. That's the best we can do? Yeah, I guess so. Shit. (laughs) Because this is no ordinary left-wing internet radio program. This is Blood on the Microphone, with Bill and Lady Di, Preston Schmolfeldt. Listen, dimwits, if we're going to fix the problems you caused in the last election, we better get a move on. Don Cittellini has already killed the Paris Peace Accords. Time is a luxury we do not have. It is later than you think. Bill Schmall, uh, they did it again. Bill Preston Schmallfeld here. Diane Preston Schmallfeld here. And you can hear the television on the background as we follow the events as they unfold in Great Britain. Um, I have headphones on, obviously, so I can't hear too much of what's going on. Have they started, uh, have they given any uh, figures as far as casualties or whether or not they believe this to be a terrorist act yet? Not as yet. I can't believe it's anything but a terrorist act. I mean, it's like on 9-11, once that second airplane hit, you knew it couldn't be an accident, you know? You've got three locations in the city of London that have been uh, attacked tonight. And this seems like it's a story that's going to unfold at its own pace. Now, if only we had a president that we could turn to right now. Somebody who wouldn't make things worse. Well, it sure as hell ain't Trump. You know, as, as certainly as we're sitting here tonight, and by the way, this is live. We are uh, recording this show so we can add it to our uh, regular offerings on WMSDB, which you can find at uh, fatmanpodcast.com. We are recording this live. It is 7.36 p.m. Saturday evening, June 3rd. We were supposed to start at 7, but uh, we had some technical uh, difficulties that kept us from doing that. If only we had a president that we knew would not make things worse just by... Wait a minute. We used to have a president like that.
Choose hope. Fairness is on the ballot. Decency is on the ballot. Justice is on the ballot. Our democracy is on the ballot right now. Choose hope. All of that goes out the window. If we don't win this election, the fate of the republic rests on your shoulders. Choose hope.
Those were the days. This is Blood on the Microphone. Thanks for being with us tonight, if you are, in fact, with us. And it would be great if we had a president who had a brain in his head. NBC News is tweeting that President Trump is using Twitter to discuss the attacks, if that is in fact what they are, in uh, London, but they're not going to repeat them because the information is unconfirmed. And it seems like perhaps the Trump, whoever's snatched his cell phone away from him, has taken it away and deleted whatever the tweet was. Because, my God. Well, uh, Trump retweeted a Drudge Report thing. Fears of new terror attack after Van mows down 20 people on London Bridge. He has no idea. No, he doesn't. But he just retweets Matt Drudge, one of the biggest fucking liars in the right wing. (laughs) All right. Even worse than frickin' Breitbart. My God. My God. Why is this man still president? Uh, Because Ryan is afraid of getting unmasked as to the... Well, that was a rhetorical question. (laughs) Yes, but it's still true. Yeah, Ryan's afraid of getting himself unmasked as the uh, investigation goes on. My God. What a dumbass. What a fool. I mean, what if it turned out that nobody was, was injured? I mean, it's, it's, it's happened, you know, you can tell. Yeah. But Matt Drudge is your source? Mr. President? You're retweeting Matt fucking Drudge. Yeah, I mean, what if it turns out to be completely unrelated incidents? You're going to look like a fucking idiot. Well, he's going to look like a fucking idiot anyway because he is a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. That's why I played that Choose Hope as a reminder of what a president should be, not a president like what we have now. Blood on the microphone. Astute listener that you are, you have no doubt noticed. Now that was the wrong donations plug. Uh, what I was going to ask you to do there, via the magic of recording, is to go to our website, www.fatmanpodcast.com. And look for that donation button on the uh, top of the uh, page. Well, actually, it's right under the widget for Blood on the Microphone and for WMSDB. If you hit that PayPal widget, kick in five bucks, kick in a dollar if you can. Every little bit helps to keep the lights lit and to pay for our extraordinary expenses. Die. I have to congratulate you. You scored a major coup in the journalistic world today. You scooped 
NBC News. By using the corporate jet, our, our blood on the microphone, Lear jet, you were able to fly to Russia, get an interview with Vladimir Putin, and bring it back to us 24 hours before Megan Kelly, who's a slacker compared to you. <laughs> We've got this information now. What were your impressions? Well, I should probably ask you that after we play the interview. Let's not delay any further. Here's Lady Di Preston Schmalfeld in Moscow in the middle of the night last night, which was during the day, their time. Reporting from the Great Hall of the Kremlin, Russian President Vladimir Putin has specifically asked for this interview to clear up what he calls some of the misconceptions left by his televised interview with Megyn Kelly, which will air Sunday night on NBC News. Thanks to our fabulous brand new blood on the microphone Learjet, I was able to get to Moscow in time to scoop NBC News on this exclusive report. We are joined by translator Boris Kubritsky. Mr. Kubritsky is an employee of Deep Brain Media, and we trust him to give us accurate translations of my questions and Mr. Putin's replies. So, let's get started. Mr. President, did you help Donald Trump defeat Hillary Clinton in the 2016 presidential elections? Mr. President, Вы помочь Дональд Трамп поражение Хиллари Клинтон в 2016 году президентских выборов? Конечно, я это сделал. Что вы, идиота? He said, of course I did. What are you, an idiot? So, you admit it then? Таким образом, вы признать это затем? Конечно, я признать это. Что вы собираетесь делать? Импичмента меня? Я на прошлой неделе президент России смываемый. He said, of course I admit it. What are you going to do? Impeach me? I am the fucking president of Russia. For God's sake. That's a very brazen admission. Это очень наглый прием. Я очень наглый парень. He said, I am a very brazen guy. Which members of the Trump administration or transition team did you collude with to affect the outcome of the election. Которых члены Трампа администрации или переходной группы во взговор с повлиять на итоги выборов. Вы можете присвоить ему имя. Я работал с их все. Флинрекса Тиллерсона эта публикация цитируется Мэннефорд, Сесей, Картер и страницы, Пол Райан, Пенсов, даже Дональд Трамп сам. He said, you name it. I worked with them all. Флинн, Тиллерсон, Кашнер, Мэннефорд, Сэшенс, Кортер Пейдж, Пол Райан, Пенс, Иван Дональд Трамп himself. Do you realize that your actions will cause a complete collapse of the democratic system of government in the United States? Вы понимаете, 
что ваш признание в результате краха американского правительства, что было плановый димпорт слад. Теперь, когда мир потерял все веры и уважение для Соединенных Штатов Америки, Советского Союза, я имею в виду, Россия, является бесплатным для изнасилования всего континента в Европе. И вы не можете ничего предпринять для остановки нас. Вы меня слышите? Ничего. Теперь это интервью. Трамп поступает в течение визита. Перейти сделать себя полезным и вынужденным мочиться на его матрас. He said, that was the plan, slot. Now that the world has lost all face and respect for the United States of America, the Soviet Union, I mean, Russia, is free to rape the entire continent of Europe. And there is nothing you can do to stop us. Do you hear me, nothing? Now, this interview is over. Trump is coming over for a visit. Go make yourself useful and urinate on his mattress. Well, in Rome. And it was a long flight, and I drank a lot of coffee. <laughs> This is Diane Preston Schmalfeld on assignment in Moscow. And now, back to the blood on the microphone studios in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, Di, uh, did you urinate on the mattress? No, I didn't. I would actually have preferred to pee on poops, but that's a different story. All right, uh... You spent several hours with the man. We edited down that interview just to make it arable because it was you know long and rambling. But uh, what were your impressions of the man? Well, first off, he's a lot shorter than he looks on TV. How do his hands compare to Donald? They're proportional. <laughs> So when they shake hands, one hand won't get lost in the other, huh? Exactly. Oh, God. Uh, Donald Trump. Well, you know, at least here in the United States, we're safe to practice our trade. Yeah. That's not true everywhere. Once there was a Russian critic He thought old Vlad Putin a prick Putin cut him no slack Jack shot four times in the back He had a big mouth Yes, a big mouth And he made Vladimir sad With his big mouth So now old Putin made it clear when you're there or here Russians should watch what they said whoops there goes another critic gun whoops there goes another critic gun whoops there goes another critic gun Let's go back to 2009. Guy thought helping journos was fine. Walking with journalists of like mind, 
Both were murdered like swine Cause they had big mouths They had big mouths They made Vladimir mad With their big mouths So if you're working over there Better best take care As you work on your case Whoops, there goes another shot in the face So with the Yankees businessman, lawyer in the can, lawsuit now doomed to fail. Whoops, another lawyer murdered in jail. in jail. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the... Oh, by the way, this is Blood on the Microphone. It is the, the live show. And yeah, we're even managing to record this one so we can throw it up on our podcast sites as well. Um, I'm Bill Preston Schmalfelt. And I am Diane Preston Schmalfeld. Anything new on the uh, British situation yet? You're in a better position to... It's just saying a potential act of terrorism. They don't have any uh, facts and figures yet, huh? Nope. I guess we just have to rely on Donald Trump to get our sweet Jesus in heaven. Hang on here. They're saying something there. Now they haven't really said anything there. Well, it says the Boxall situation was not uh, related okay. to the other two attacks. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, people are reacting to the fact that Trump is using Matt Drudge as a source. Yeah, also politicizing this, as usual. I don't think he really politicized it. I think he just made a dumbass mistake by putting out um, a number of casualties that has not been confirmed. He hasn't really said this is because of policy A or policy B or anything like that. But it's still stupid. That is stupid. Uh, This uh, Twitter from Sopan Deb. I don't think I've ever seen this before. And then it's a, a retweet of the NBC News, NBC Nightly News. President Trump has used Twitter to share a news report on London incident. We aren't relaying President's retweet, as the info is unconfirmed. And then Matthew Miller, uh, another journalist, says, What a depressing message this is. And let's see if there's anything new up here in the 57 tweets. Okay, uh, NBC, uh, CBS News is saying, The incident at Vauxhall was a stabbing and not connected, like you said to the incidents at London Bridge and Borough Market. 
Uh, scrolling down here. Uh, let's see. How about resigning, Circus Peanut? <laughs> oh, this is insulting Circus Peanuts. They're actually yeah. pretty good. No, they're not. <laughs> Have you ever eaten a Circus Peanut and said, you're, Oh, my God, this is the best thing I've eaten all day. No, I've just said, woo, nice it's, sugar rush. Oh, God. <laughs> they're, they're, they're disgusting. They feel bad in your mouth. <laughs> There's right. something you and I disagree on. No. That's okay. Uh, the Palmer Report is tweeting, Donald Trump is relying on Drudge Report rumors for intel on the London Bridge incident. <laughs> Trump is getting his real-time intel from the Drudge Report instead of the U.S. intel community. Oh. Ian Milheiser says, So this is now the world we live in, in regards to not the, not the attack itself, if it does turn out to be an attack, but the fact that Trump is, you know... Relying on stupid, all-right... Yeah. Sources for his intel. Oh. And here's a woman at a protest today saying, holding a sign saying, I can't believe I'm still protesting this shit. <laughs> Alright, let's see here. Anything more? Lady Liberty. Whenever tragedy strikes, Trump politicizes situation by fear mongering and trying to turn us on each other. Uh-huh. He hasn't done it yet. It's I, I, coming. I, it's com- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Uh, oh, okay. Here it is. We need to be smart, vigilant, and tough. We need the courts to give us back our rights. We need the travel ban as an extra level of security. What fucking good... Would the travel ban had done to stop whatever happened in London tonight? Yeah, considering that even if it is a terror attack, these were probably British citizens that had been radicalized. And now Charles Blow responds to that very same tweet by saying, Also, idiot. You just once again called it a ban. Spicer swore up and down on January 31st that it wasn't a ban. The courts are watching. Jesus. Just, just Jesus. Alright, it took him 55 minutes to respond to London and two days to respond to the attack in Portland where... A white guy, a white uh, supremacist, killed two people who came to the defense of a of two women who were being brutalized by this madman who had the knife. Yeah. And this again is the point that I have been trying to make to people. We're not in danger from Muslim refugees that we might take in so much as in, as we are in danger from our far-right white supremacist yeah. overly evangelistic 
of those terrorists that we have here at home. And that's been proven that uh, the number of deaths and injuries from uh, uh, radical right white extremists is far greater than any uh, death toll uh, in America from any uh, Muslim groups. All right, this is from Kyle Griffin, who says, Police declare vehicle knife incidents on or near London Bridge terrorist incidents. So I guess that would make it an official terrorist um, incident. Let's see here. (laughs) This cartoon. My first big boy trip by Donald Trump. (laughs) All right, is there anything else here we should know about? Let's see. Okay, uh, I think we're pretty well up to date on the incident in uh, in London. Uh, let's see here. No, nothing new there. Nothing new there. Nothing new there. They're saying there's nothing. Uh, right now, they just said on TV that there's no information on suspects or anything like that. So. Moving on with the show, you are listening to Blood on the Microphone. It is 8.02 p.m., Saturday, June 3rd, and remember when the anti-Russian prime minister of Ukraine met with uh, Manafort and people like that? Not in particular. I would have to look that up again. I'm not sure it happened either, but it. Uh, I made up something anyway. Meanwhile, in Kiev, Don Trumpalone's chief counsel, Steve Bannon, takes a meeting with Ukrainian Prime Minister Volodymyr Mr. Bannon, just tell him he should ask me anything else, but this is one favor I cannot give him. He never asks a second favor when he has been refused the first. Understood? You don't understand. Vladimir Putin never gets one more inch of the Ukraine. Strong army me will just make him look more like a big shot. And I'm going to stomp on his Mashanka, eh? And let me tell you why. Let me even be more frank, just to show you I'm not a hard-hearted man. And it's not all about territory and power. She was beautiful. She was young. She was innocent. And she was the smartest little border collie I ever had. And I've had them all over the world. And then... Vladimir Putin takes over Crimea, where my doggy Ludmilla had a summer home. He comes along with his thick Russian accent and his Soviet charm, and she runs off with him. She threw it all away just to make me look ridiculous. And a man in my position cannot afford to be made to look ridiculous. Not by a border collie, and certainly not by Vladimir Putin. Now you get the hell out of here, and if that Kakashka tries any rough stuff, you tell him I ain't no band leader, 
Yeah, I heard the story. Thank you for the dinner and a very pleasant evening. Now, if you could get your car to take me to the airport. Don Trumpalone is a man who insists on hearing bad news immediately. The next morning... for a handsome figure first thing in the morning. Oh, I must say so, yes, indeed. Ever since Mr. Trump won the election, I've had the privilege of sleeping with many, many, many important men around the world. And, you know, some men like the skinny, bony women. And, and I'm a skinny, bony woman, that's for sure. I don't have a single hair on my body, though. Did you notice that when you... Oh, you were asleep the whole time. Well, I understand if you're a little surprised to see me between the sheets with you this morning. But that's just how things go sometimes. You know, the best night you wake up and I'm there. And that can happen almost any morning, any morning, any morning, any morning. Any morning. I don't know, Steve. I mean, I understand that Don really wanted to give the Ukraine to his pal Vladimir, but don't you think you were a bit harsh? I probably was, Reince. But waking up with a naked Kellyanne Conway in bed next to you, without her makeup, is enough to shock even the most reluctant man into seeing things the way Don Trump alone wants him to see them. Will he be in the nut house long? A couple weeks. Blood on the microphone. When you start, I'll let you do it. I 
just start kissing them. When you're a star, they like you do it. The big phony tits, big phony tits, big, 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 big phony tits. I'm talking about the hairless breed of cat, known as, the Sphinx. Blood on the microphone has come up with a way for you to show your support for the podcast, and to show the world you are resisting the rule of Donald Trump. Go to www.cafepress.com slash blood on the microphone, all one word. And check out the t-shirts, mugs, cups, stickers, and other gear to show your disdain for the current administration. Each item is emblazoned with a picture of our necks, the bald pussy. She looks very angry, and she is. She is saying, grab this pussy, and pull back a stump, Trump. Profits from your purchases will go to support the Blood on the Microphone podcast. Show Donald Trump that there will be no more of his pussy grabbing. Not while our necks, the bald pussy, has anything to say about it. www.cafepress.com slash blood on the microphone. All one word. Our Nix is angry. You be angry, too. Blood on the microphone. Well, if Onyx is angry, everybody should be angry, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, they're saying uh, that the two incidents in uh, London have been declared terrorist incidents now. And let's see if Trumpy Wumpy has said anything Mr. new. Mr. Tiny Hands. And Mr. Tiny Prick. <laughs> you mean Mr. No Prick. Yeah, and I, I have to apologize to you when you said that he had already politicized it and I said he hadn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had. Uh, we need the travel ban as an extra level of safety. Yeah. You cocksucker. I just called the President of the United States a cocksucker. I've ne- I lived through Nixon, and I never called him that. Huh. He is Putin's cock holster. Oh, you see, now we're going to get fired. 
Uh, wait, nobody's paying us. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you can, can take care of that, by the way. Go to our website, uh, fatmanpodcast.com. And if you agree with any of this, drop in a buck, drop in five bucks, drop in 500 bucks. I don't care. Anything that helps us, you know, maintain the expenses of uh, uh, running this radio station. It's on uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not doing the blog talk radio thing anymore. For one thing, the sound quality here is just ever so much better. And uh, we can upload podcasts uh, from here just as well. Uh, Let's see what else is new on Twitter. Uh, basketball stuff. Oh, David Korn. I love David Korn. He writes, you are what you tweet. And then he retweets Jenna Ruddick from the National Science Service saying, imagine having access to the best intelligence and services in the world and just retweeting the Drudge Report instead. Right, a man on CNN is saying one person has been apprehended, but I can't find that anywhere else. Uh, let's see here. And the rest of that stuff I've seen already. Uh, we have a character here on Blood on the Microphone. We've begun a series that we call Max Payload, Government Investigator. And we've already aired one episode of the show. And uh, we've produced a second episode today. But I realize we're going to have a lot of new listeners on this new platform. So we should probably play episode one and then set up episode two right after that. You think that's a good idea? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Well, that's why I love you, because you always agree with me. Look, 99% of the time. (laughs) What's the 1% you didn't? We sometimes have different food tastes. We do? Yeah. Like, Like, I like okra and you don't. Oh, so you like runny eggs. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. Those are ich. <laughs> anyway, here's Mac, the episode one of Max Payload. I'm the guy that government investigators call when they want to investigate something in government. I know where all the bodies are buried, even the ones on the Kennedy compound, but you didn't hear that from me. My investigative skills are known and feared by the evildoers who try to steal money from the good and honest taxpayers just to keep the wealthy fat cats fat. And believe me, they're getting fatter and cattier. Who am I? I am government corruption's worst nightmare. I am Max Payload, Government Investigator. Today, part one of an action-packed whiz-bang adventure, The Case of the Grabbing Grabber. It was a typical Friday afternoon before a long weekend. Labor Day, I think. Or Memorial Day. I always get those two mixed up. 
It's the weekend without the Jerry Lewis telethon, which now that there's no more Jerry Lewis, nobody really cares about. I'm not dead yet. It's a matter of time. Anyway, I was seated at my big oak desk in my tiny pine-paneled office with my big right foot naked on my desktop. I had a particularly troublesome toenail that I was trying to dig out of the tender toe skin where it had embedded itself. I don't know why, but the sight of my calloused size 13 right foot on my desktop didn't do much to improve my secretary's appetite. Shit, now it's bleeding. Wait a minute. Is that pus? It smells like pus. When's the last time you washed that thing? That's Giggles McQuestion. Always with the questions. None of your beeswax, Giggles. It's my toe. I'll wash it whenever I feel like it. Disgusting. Giggles. That's not a nickname. It's her real name. She showed me her birth certificate on the day I hired her. Somehow her parents knew. And there was a reason for my current state of filthiness. Giggles is something like a Siamese cat. In heat. Six weeks out of every seven on the calendar. I hoped the stench would dull her ardor. No such luck. You stink. But somehow... It makes you even sexier. You know the story, Giggles, I'm spoken for. And why is it there a wedding ring on your finger? Because for this kind of marriage, they don't give you a ring, Giggles. They give you a badge. I'm married to my career of rooting out corruption in the federal government, wherever it exists. show opening, handsome. Right now, you should finish rooting out the corruption in that toenail. I'm going to go open a window. It smells like rotten meat in here. A less dedicated public servant would have enjoyed the sight of giggles as she sashayed to the window, bent over, showing just the tiniest swell of upper buttock as she did so. She was wearing a thong again. Don't you find that butt floss uncomfortable? (laughs) Oh, you say the cutest things. Would you like me to answer that? Seeing as that's what I pay you for, I guess that would be a good thing. Okay. Hello, Max Payload's office. Oh, really? You don't say. Grabs them by the what? Really? You don't say. Hmm, you don't say. Do we know who is doing this? Uh-huh. You don't say. Hmm. Okay. I'll have Max call you when he's done digging the crap out of his infected toe. What? You don't say. 
All right, then, I'll tell him. Who was that? Hey, he didn't say. But you're going to want to call him back. This looks like a case that's right up your alley. You don't say. <laughs> I think we've already milked that one pretty dry. Speaking of milking something dry, there was something about Giggle's tone of voice that made my toe go stiff and a jet of gooey pus shoot right out of my inflamed toe cuticle. The pain was gone, but not the stench. And from what I could pick up from Giggle's side of the conversation, there was something stinky going on in the government, right here in Washington. Something stinky indeed. Someone is grabbing things. What things is he grabbing? And more importantly, why? And more importantly, who was it? And more importantly, what was Max going to do next? Well, first I'm going to put some Neosporin on this toe, put my sock back on, then my shoe, then I have some phone calls to make. Join us next time as Max digs into the case of the Grabbing Grabber. Brought to you by Neosporin. It made my toe feel better. You're listening to Blood on the Microphone. Uh, Lady Di, I see you're enjoying a nice chocolate treat. Yeah. Did you bring me any? I can get you. No, I don't want any. I just uh, was wondering if you cared enough to to bring me something without my having to ask for it. Because if I had to ask for it now, you know, it would defeat the whole purpose of... No, no, now it's too late. It's too late. I I normally remember things, you know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're nice enough, I guess. (laughs) But I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, golly, it would have been nice, you know, just a little demonstration of affection, you know. Oh, you know it. Yeah, 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 I love you too. I mean, don't, don't take it for a moment that I don't think you love me because I know you do. I'm just... Saying, you know, and you, got a cat here you walk across the room and get a nutty buddy bar, and I've got. I don't want one now. No, now it would be like you know, I whined until I got one, and we no, I'm not gonna go there. I am not. No, you need to know this. You need to know this. As your husband, as your new husband coming up in a week or so, I am not a whiner. No, I just figured you would want to wait until after the show. Oh, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to wait until after the show. Why would I want to wait until after the show? So you don't have your mouth full. But your mouth is full. Actually, no, it's not right now. Well, if you take a bite of that, what's all you got left there? Oh, you've got about uh, an inch and a quarter of Nutty Bar, Buddy Bar, left. And go ahead and eat it. Don't mind me. Go ahead. Go ahead and eat it. I'm saying go ahead and eat in front of me. Eat in front of me. I'm not going to eat on air. I don't care. (laughs) I don't want a Nutty Buddy. I don't want anything. Although, it would be nice. If I were sitting here and you walked up with like a couple of nutty buddy bars and said, "This one's for you because I love you," and then I 
Actually, I was going to say the whole package is for you. Oh, the whole package is... Oh, you were gonna. Yeah. You were gonna say... Now, you sit down. <laughs> you cut it out, you. I'm not... No. You sit down. Because I know you. You're gonna get up, walk over there, get me a Nutty Buddy bar, and come back over here and say, this is for you. And then I'm gonna feel horrible the rest of the night because I no, wind my way into no, getting a Nutty man. Buddy bar. Horrible. I'm sorry? Don't feel bad. I But I will. But There's nothing you can do about it now. Yes. You've, you've ruined everything. It's all... You're, you're, you're getting the way you do when Hope bothers you. I'm sorry? You're getting the way you do when Hope bothers you, honey. Hope bothers me all the time. Matter of fact, we're going to play the, uh, the Hoggy Show coming up after episode two here of Max Payload, Government Investigator. I'm the guy that government investigators call when they want to investigate something in government. I know where all the bodies are buried, even the ones on the Kennedy compound, but you didn't hear that from me. My investigative skills are known and feared by the evildoers who try to steal money from the good and honest taxpayers just to keep the wealthy fat cats fat. And believe me, they're getting fatter and cattier. Who am I? I'm pausing the show there for a moment because... It's just like I fucking said. It's just like I fucking said. She got up as soon as I started playing episode two of Max Payload and came back with one of these oatmeal cookie things with cream in them. And now... I feel like I wind my way into getting this cookie. You just reminded me that. Oh, I just reminded you. <laughs> I just reminded her. Hey, you. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be the worst cookie I've ever eaten. I'm going to eat too. Mmm. <laughs> you know what it tastes like? Failure. <laughs> it tastes like sadness. The cat wants it. <laughs> no, she can't have sugar. <laughs> well, she can't have sugar? Why? Because she'll go nuts? Yeah. Let's see what she does with a little tiny hunk of this. You, you like oatmeal? Here. Here you go. Now she's just sniffing it. Uh, there, I put it on the floor. But now, as I eat this cookie... This cookie of shame, I find myself feeling less a man. I could have gotten up and gotten my own cookie. I could have done that any time. But I didn't. I waited for you to get... What? I love you too. I love you. You need to stop letting... Everything bothers you so much, honey. No, I don't. <laughs> Hang on. Mm. 
You know, I wasted that hunk of cookie on the cat. No, wait, I don't see it. Did she eat it? Yeah, she went... Oh. No. It was a little tiny bit, and she just sucked it up like a vacuum cleaner. Hmm. <laughs> Could she do that to the rest of the room? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish, honey, I wish. Yeah. Anyway. Mm, crumb fell. <laughs> so anyway. Center, kind of like certain people we know. Well, let's not even... Let's not even go there. Because... Now I feel guilty. I, I'm satisfied. But it's like begging for sex, getting the sex, and then laying there afterwards when you don't come, feeling guilty. Oh, yeah. we. Oh, now you're going to hit the microphone. I give the cat a piece of cookie, and she comes up and swats the microphone. Might end up being literally blood on the microphone if she's not careful here. <laughs> no. Anyway, where were we? Max, Max Payload. I description's worst nightmare. I am... Max Payload, government investigator. Today, part two of our exciting drama of suspense and intrigue. The case of the grabbing grabber. My leggy assistant, Giggles McQuistian, has this way of trying to let me know she's interested in having sexual congress with me. My goodness, this windowsill is so dusty. I'd better clean it. Now, most people would... Grab a dust rag and give the windowsill a dusting. Not giggles. She slipped out of her tight, form-fitting jeans, revealing legs that started at the floor and went all the way up, and thong bikini panties that a blind man would notice. She sat on the windowsill, rubbed herself back and forth like a female cat in heat, Marking her territory, spreading pheromones everywhere. There. That smells better. What? I mean, there. That looks better. I didn't have time for this nonsense. I had a new case to deal with. A confidential informant informed me, confidentially, that there was a person in the highest levels of government who had a nasty habit. And I'm not talking nasty habit like Sister Mary Dumpster back at the Our Lady of Perpetual Anger Boys School. I mean, a nasty habit of grabbing people by the private parts when they weren't expecting it. As if anyone would ever expect such... Hey! You just grabbed my... I thought I saw a cockroach on your lap. Foolish girl. Of course, any red-blooded American male would be grateful to have a girl like Giggles spreading her sex hormones around the room, but I'm a married man. I took a vow to root out corruption at all levels of the federal government. Giggles? Yeah. You can let go now. 
I can. Yes. Are you sure? In fact, I insist. You're going to need that hand to pick up the telephone and call the boys. I am going to need some help with this caper. Oh, no. Not the boys. Yes, the boys. My three assistants, Joe, Harry, and Burley, the only three men on the planet that Giggles finds too repulsive to seduce. They're idiots, but they're useful. A half hour later, all three were in my office. Start talking. Hi there, boys. We have a new caper. What is it? Commies in the Capitol? Bolsheviks in the Beltway? Republicans in the Rotunda? Ooh. All right, chowderheads, sit down and listen. We have a grabbing grabber to grab. Oh. Isn't that her right over there? Don't. Flatter yourself, numbskull. She can grab me anytime. Ow! Shut up. I can't help it. I'm a victim of circumcision. I had a plan in mind. And these three, well, I don't want to get in trouble with Comedy 3 production. They're very litigious, so I can't call them... Stooges. How about moron? Odd. I thought I was only thinking that. You were. But I can read your thoughts. Suddenly I realized the new world of danger facing me, but first I had to deal with the grabbing grabber. After a sandwich. You boys want a sandwich? And oh, boy. Oh. Make mine head cheese. Giggles. Make sandwiches for the boys while we discuss my plan. And use the Wonder Bread. It builds strong bodies 12 ways. What is Max's plan? Even more importantly, why would he trust these three morons to get the job done? Even more importantly, do we care what Comedy 3 Productions does to us? Even more importantly, what does the startling revelation that Giggles can read his mind mean to the future of this story? And even more importantly, what will Max have on his sandwich? for episode three of Max Payload and the case of the Grabbing Grabber. Brought to you by Wonder Bread. It builds strong bodies 12 ways. And you're listening to Blood on the Microphone. With Bill Preston Schmalfelt. And Diane Preston Schmalfelt. You know, I'm afraid I'm going to make a reputation for myself here. <laughs> I, I, well, for one thing, I want to just, uh, I don't know if this is a commentary on that last Max Headroom uh, sketch. 
But the uh, script for it is laying right next to you there on the mattress, and your your cat just sat down on it. Oh, there goes that. Your cat just sat on it and licked her ass. Now, I wish, I mean, you ever look at a, at a cat and see it licking its own ass and say, boy, I wish I could do that? I think it's better to pet them first. But um, I'm afraid I'm going to get a reputation as a... Oh, come here. She just knocked this over, and I have to get it. All right. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to get a reputation as a manipulator. Oh, look. It's empty. You know what was in this earlier? Yes, some of the pineapple soda I got you. Yeah, pineapple and passion fruit, isn't it? Or is it just pineapple? Pineapple and passion fruit. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. I don't have any now. Just a empty glass. Well, I can do that. Yeah, look. See, like if you drop something in it, <laughs> it makes a sound like this. Like I said, I can take care of that. But I, that's, no. No, 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 no. I'll wait till the show's over. And I'll get up out of my chair. Oh, now look. <laughs> the the cookie of shame you brought me. <laughs> She's playing with the wrapper. <laughs> that's my punishment. No, baby, you're fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the best. Why is she, why is she looking, looking at me from under my monitor? Like, she'll never see me here. Because she has had sugar and she tends to go a little tiny bit insane when uh. she has sugar. Which is exactly why I don't let her have tea or anything else that has sugar in it. How about uh, pineapple soda? <laughs> Do you ever let her have pineapple soda? No. No. I like pineapple soda. Yeah, that's why I said I can take care of it. I don't want you to do that, though. <laughs> because then again, I come across as a manipulator. You are not a manipulator. I do these things for you because I love you. You know, thank you. I love you, too. You know, look, look when I like put the cup right over the microphone. Uh, you probably shouldn't do that. Because See, it now covers up the sound, kind of. <laughs> I couldn't do that if there was anything in this glass, but now that I, you know, have, it's an empty glass, and here's an old radio sound effect trick right here, see, put the, put the glass on there, and it's a different kind of sound, and I take it off, and it's gone, and if I talk into the glass like this, it echoes, yeah, which I couldn't do if there was... Do we have any other soda than... Yeah, we have strawberry. Huh. I can do that too. But I won't want you to do that. Because then you'd be doing it because I whined about it and I'd be... No, I do it because I love you, you silly man. But if if, if I hadn't said anything about it and you went and brought me a soda, that'd be one thing. No, but I've I do been sitting say, here. Say, you, I do it when you say something because a lot of the time I don't know unless you say something. So it isn't. Is there anything sadder than an empty glass? Give me that glass. Yeah, all right. While you're doing that, we'll play the Hoggy Show. Did you know he had his own television show back in the sixties? No. He, he, it's true. Here it is. We have a. It was only one episode. 
But we've got it right here recorded. Chesterfield brings you the Hoggy Show. Hoggy! Slick and sly and schemey, Hoggy! Gets his shorts off early, Hoggy! When he plots to sue his foes, whether Brett, Bill, or Matt, he's a vexatious cat, and he'll even tell some obvious lies. No matter, cause Hoggy wants to, oh man, how Hoggy needs to win once before he What is it now, you mammoth brute? Bear, have you seen Mama lately? Bear. You idiot, your mother died on Thanksgiving Day! Oh, yeah, I remember now. Have we buried her yet? I gotta talk to her about something. Would it be that at your advanced age you still do not understand the permanence of death? Uh, everything but the word permanence. <laughs> oh, God, the best thing about Connie being dead is that there's nobody to stop me anymore when I slap you around like the big baby that you are. How old am I anyway, Daddy? Uh, physically or mentally? Uh, the first one. Damned if I know, damned if I care. Now, bring me that stack of folders on the credenza. They contain my recent briefs in my lawsuit against... Brett Kimberlin and Bill Schmoller. Daddy, don't briefs belong in the underwear drawer? Not those kind of briefs, you big brooding lummox. I'm talking about legal briefs. Oh, yeah. Are those like uh, legal underwear? I can see you're going to be no help at all. Hand me the pile of folders over there on the credenza. Just give them to me. Uh, 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 what's a credenza? Oh, I have to do everything myself, I see. Well, uh, through these here, and I think I've got all my bases covered. <laughs> uh, Kimberlin had his motion to dismiss. <laughs> Dismissed! <laughs> oh, and Schmalfeld hasn't even answered the last... Well, he says he answered the interrogatory, but he didn't answer it to my satisfaction. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait just a minute. I think I'm going to have to consult with my unofficial official attorney, Aaron Worthing, attorney at law. Because he doesn't charge me anything, even if he is the worst liar in America! Three advices better than the 
Bullshit, it's me, Hoggy. I've called to ask you a question about Schmalfeld's interrogatory. I see. Uh, did he finally get around to answering you? Uh, he says he did, but... I'm not satisfied with the method he chose to answer me. And, uh, what method was that, Hoggy? He sent me an email, for God's sake. Didn't, uh, you two have an agreement to, uh, swap court briefs uh, via email? Uh, Daddy, how do you get underwear onto the internet? <laughs> Ow. Ignore him, that's just my bloated... Progeny, my misspent sperm talking. Uh, yes, I remember my father, Aaron Worthing Sr., talked a lot about misspent sperm. I don't know who he was referring to as I was an only child. Be that as it may, Aaron, is it true that uh, I can choose the terms by which Schmalfeld answers the interrogator? Uh, Nothing, of course. We, we've agreed to help each other in our various legal... Okay, the cat walked across the uh, keyboard. Yeah, and got that caught in a loop. So let's finish it here. Misadventures. Uh, yeah, nothing. Well, in that case, uh, whatever you say, Hoggy, if you uh, want to change the What now? Uh, uh, should we send clean underwear this time, or do you want to send the ones I pooped? You'll be the death of me yet, boy. <laughs> I don't know why that show didn't get picked up by the networks. <laughs> I don't either. It was entertaining as all hell. I mean, was... <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, remember that empty glass? Yeah. Not empty anymore. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Ah, that's refreshing. But I still feel like you did it because I whined sufficiently. 
No, honey. Okay. No. So you just did it because you loved me. Exactly. And you needed me to remind you that you loved me. No. No. You, but you didn't bring me a soda or a cookie. Because <laughs> I didn't know you wanted them. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I sound like such a big baby. <laughs> oh, God. Well, anyway, we're going to wrap things up here for Blood on the Microphone. Again, uh, to our cousins in Great Britain, hang in there. Our thoughts and our prayers are with you. Just be glad that you don't have the uh, impediments that we have here. While we're uh, getting ready to wrap up, let's just see if there's anything... New on the Twitter front. We elected an impediment. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Strange that NBC keeps promoting a claim they know is not true. Putin tells NBC News Megyn Kelly that U.S. hackers may have framed Russia. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see here. Um, trying to help his little fucking stooge. Uh, the order of these posts from the bottom up is breathtakingly shitty. And then there's uh, the Drudge Report that he retweeted, the travel ban, and... Oh, God. Uh, I saw a tweet in here earlier from uh, Justin Trudeau in Canada, and it was a reminder of how a real leader uh, speaks at times like this. Oh, look at this. The Trump campaign just sent out an email that contains a link to InfoWars. Oh, God. Can, can, can we, can we in Canada switch leaders for a year, please? Supporters stand up and show their support for President Trump on the Paris Accords. And then the press release has a link from InfoWars.com. That's it. I can't. No, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back with more Blood on the Microphone probably tomorrow. If not, then Monday. If not, then that means we've both been murdered in our sleep. <laughs> Have a wonderful rest of your Sunday night, and stay tuned here to WMSDB as I enjoy my strawberry soda. <laughs> night. Night. Blood on the Microphone is a presentation of Deep Brain Media. Until next time, this is Cedric the Announcer. Stay safe. And wing nuts. Are you ready? It is later than you think.